0: Today I'm going to share with you a few media bolos, some reselling news, and a look back at a pretty mediocre week. Hey, what is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CDs, Rocks and Flips. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by. My name is Ryan, and I'm a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber, and podcaster working out of my home. In the bat cave, for those of you who are regulars, you're probably really tired of hearing that. (laughs) Uh, anyway, welcome to the midweek recap episode of this YouTube channel slash podcast. I had an interesting thing happen over the weekend. I released an episode on Saturday, which I normally don't do. This is the second time in a year that I've put out an episode on Saturday, and in both cases, they have done virtually nothing. On YouTube. Uh, both times I've done this, the actual podcast version outperformed the YouTube video, which is really interesting to me. So uh, I won't be releasing any more Saturday episodes. Uh, when I do them on Sunday, they seem like they do okay. But man, that one was a stinker. You, you look at your YouTube analytics and you see that 10 of 10, and uh, it hurts a little bit. So, anyway, in today's episode, we're going to talk about a few items. That I've sold over the last week. Hopefully there will be some useful information in there for you. We'll recap what the week looked like total. It was the first part of the quarter for Q2. So I usually do some things at the beginning of the quarter that make my p and a little bit ugly. So we'll talk about that. And I'll recap a handful of items in reselling news. We're going to kick it off with what sold Uh, this week. It's all from eBay. Um, Mercari, as we'll get into when we get to the business recap, did not really do very well last week. So I got nothing to share from there. eBay, however, I've got a few things for you. This first item, a CD, probably to be uh, on the lookout for. Not great, I guess. $19.99 with free shipping for Demolition Doll Rods, Uh, TL. A was the name of the album. It was a I've Got It New and Sealed. It was part of that big lot that I own for about three and a half cents. So not bad from three and a half cents to 1999. A book, the Russian to English Dictionary. This is from 1962. Cold War era Soviet production was published in Moscow. I picked up a couple of these at an estate sale a little over a year ago for a dollar a piece. I sold, there was one that was English to Russian. This one is Russian to English. I sold the other one a while back. This one I sold this week for $22 with free shipping, so not hateful. I've done, they're not necessarily super fast movers, but I've made pretty good money on Cold War era translation guides, English to Russian Russian to French and so on. So if you see those things out in the wild and you can pick them up for a buck, uh, they're probably worth picking up. Next up, this was in my haul video. I believe last week, a two-pack of Lexmark ink, new and sealed, um, the 17 black and the 27 color. Picked these up at a thrift store for $5, listed them for 25 or best offer. Got an offer for $23 with free shipping. All said and done, when all the fees and everything were deducted, I made about $13 net on this deal. So not a huge flip, but not bad. If you could turn 5 bucks into 13 profit um, consistently, you would probably continue to do that. Another CD to be on the lookout for, Tom Brown, Brown Sugar. This is uh, old. This is especially if you can find an original Japanese print from Arista GRP. Um, pretty valuable, not hundreds of dollars, but twenty-five bucks. This was part of the big lot again, so I own it for about three and a half cents. If you found it out in the wild for a couple of bucks, it's probably worth picking up. Be sure that you check to see what version of it it is. If it's a later printing in the late '80s, '90s, or more recent than that, a remastered edition, those are worth four or five dollars. But this original Japanese pressing. Uh, is worth quite a bit of money. I had it listed for $27.99 or best offer. Received an offer of $25 with free shipping, and it is on its way. This next one is a couple of old books. I bought a big lot of kind of antique school textbooks. These two were both from the early 1900s, one from 1900 and one from 1925. Uh, The Lives of Presidents of the United States and McMaster's Primary History of the United States. I had one buyer that made offers on both of those, ended up being $32.28 plus free shipping. I own them for probably $0.25 a piece, so not too hateful on that. Old textbooks, again, not necessarily super quick movers, but they do bring reasonably good money when they sell. I think I had this in either a haul video or an Instagram post some time ago, the new American machinist's handbook from 1955. I've had, I've found these a couple of times at estate sales. You can usually pick them up for a buck or two. Uh, this one went for 34 dollars with free shipping. This one was actually a pretty a good kind of full-size hardcover. Sometimes you'll find smaller, almost like pocket size editions that are leather-bound. Those are worth even more money. But any of these machinist guide, machinist handbooks, uh, again, if you can find them at the estate sales for a buck or two, they're generally pretty good money. I haven't had this one all that long, and $34.99 is not too hateful. This next item was out of the big lot of 2,500 books that I bought some time back. So I own this for a quarter of The Life of John Boyle O'Reilly, together with his complete poems and speeches. This was published in 1891. So, I suppose it's a Bolo, but the likelihood of finding one out there in the wild is probably not real high. But if you do, and you can get it for a few bucks, uh, this sold for $39.99 with free shipping. Next up, I, I've talked about this a few times in the past. I made the big buy of Model Railroad catalogs, and I had one buyer that purchased two German-language Marklin books I'm not even going to attempt <laughs> uh, to pronounce what these are, but there were two books about Markland model railroading. One was about scenery. One was about track plans. I own them for $0.05 cents a piece from that lot. They sold for $29.99 each with free shipping, so essentially a $60 sale from a cost of goods sold of $0.10. Cents. I shared these in my haul video last week. I shared this also on Instagram. Again, shameless plug, at Galaxy CDs Rocks. If you're not following me over there, please do. Uh, Keith Green, The Ministry Years, two songbooks. I talked about in that haul video that Volume 1, which is the one that's in silver if you're watching on YouTube and you can see these, really is it's not bad. It's about $17 to $20 value. The gold one, however, volume two is selling anywhere from 40 to 50, 55 bucks. When I bought these, I said in that video that I was going to, the only other one listed was $74.99 plus shipping. And I was going to probably put these up for 50 bucks. I decided to take a risk on it and I went ahead and put mine up at $74.99 with free shipping. And less than four days after I put them up, Got a full price purchase, $74.99. I own these for $1.99 a piece. So $3.98 cost of goods sold into a $75 sale. And I guess that's the flip of the week. And I missed it. <laughs> uh, it's I'm a little discombobulated this morning. I stayed up late. I'm recording this on Tuesday. I was up late watching what turned into a pretty terrible uh, NCAA championship basketball game yesterday. I'd picked Gonzaga, so not only did I not win any money, I was not really entertained by a great game, and I was up late. So (laughs) uh, there you go. Let's move on to the weekly business recap. So we can kind of take a look at what all of this stuff totaled up to. As I said kind of at the outset, it was not a particularly great week. I talked about in one of the episodes last week, I was curious what the holiday weekend looked like. I've seen some sellers talked about they had a really good holiday weekend, Easter weekend. Mine was pretty mediocre, and a lot of that actually doesn't even figure into this number. So unless things really get going, next week's recap's not going to be all that great shakes either. Uh, For the week last week in listings, I did manage to get 100 new listings up on eBay. I am in the process of making a second run through of the remaining CDs from the big 8,000 CD lot. I had kind of sorted them out, the ones that were worth messing with and the ones that weren't and set those what I considered to be reasonably worthless ones aside. I'm now going back through those. I did that in July and August. So whatever we are now, six months later and I'm finding that a lot of those CDs have increased quite a bit in value. So That's what has contributed to this big listing number. I've found essentially 100 CDs that I had passed on listing before that I have subsequently gone ahead and listed. So that brought me to a total on eBay at the end of the week of 6,443 listings, which was a net gain of 21. Mercari, I continued to add all my new listings to Mercari and to go back and move with List Perfectly, some items from eBay's existing catalog over to there. 458 total listings to Mercari, bringing my total to 1923, which was a gain of 454 net for the week. So uh, I will take that. I would like to get a little bit more action on Mercari. It's been okay. I have had an increase in sales, but it has not probably matched the amount of time and effort that I've put in. Total for the week last week in sales was only $13.85.96. $40.74 from the Westchester Antique Center, so a little bit better week over there. Only $58 on Mercari last week, which was not great. Uh, Nothing on Bonanza, which is probably the first time in almost three months. That I've been shut out on Bonanza. So that was kind of surprising. eBay, 12 dollars and $0.22. Cost of goods sold last week, $44.82. Which left me with a gross profit of 96.77%. percent 13 So that was fairly pedestrian, we'll call it. $1300 uh, is kind of the bare minimum number that I like to hit in a week. So... It was not a kick in the head, but it was not all that great where things got a little ugly. As I mentioned in the intro, I do at the beginning of the quarter as a eBay store owner, subscriber, whatever you want to call it. We get the coupon for some shipping supplies. So I usually do a quarterly shipping supply order at the beginning of a quarter to take advantage of that coupon any eBay bucks I happen to have and then just buy whatever all I need. So expenses for the week were fairly high. The total operating expense for the week was nine twenty five seventy two, dollars uh, $238.61 of actual expenditure plus the $50 eBay coupon plus about $11 in eBay bucks went towards shipping supplies, boxes, padded envelopes, and, and the like shipping tape. So it was a, a fairly big expense, but that will probably last me Maybe not the whole quarter, but real close to it. So $199.25 in eBay fees. $313.27 in shipping fees. And the rent was due at the Westchester Antique Center. So that was 172 bucks. So a lot of expenses last week that are kind of once a month or once a quarter type expenses. Leading to a pretty big number, which left my net profit at just 29.97% or $415 and 42 cents. So again, these are things that you have to buy. You've got to have them. You can't ship stuff without shipping boxes. I know a lot of folks do, they recycle, they grab boxes out of recycle bins and dumpsters and whatnot. And I'm generally pretty hesitant to do that simply because if I got that kind of box, I don't. I don't know how I would feel about it if I got a box that was kind of grungy and whatever. So I don't. I buy all new shipping supplies. Let me know in the comments. What do you do? Do you dumpster dive for boxes, and is that what you use, or do you spend the money on actual boxes? So with that, we are going to take a quick break, and I'll be back with just a handful of reselling news updates. And uh, yeah, let, let's get into it. Stay tuned. We all know that one of the quickest ways to increase sales is to get your items seen on more platforms. But if you're like me and you have hundreds or even thousands of existing listings, the thought of transferring all of that information manually is pretty overwhelming. That's where a program like List Perfectly can come in really, really handy. I've been using it to transfer literally hundreds of items a day from my eBay listings over to Mercari, and it has been fantastic. I've seen an increase in sales, and I couldn't have done it without them. In fact, I'm so happy with how the program is working for me that I've become an affiliate for them. If you'd like to check out what it's all about, there's an affiliate link in the show notes and the description below. Be sure to click on it, and if you decide to sign up, enter promo code 634 to save 30% off your first month. I can't recommend it highly enough. That's list perfectly. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid, please leave me a review. That would be awesome. If you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my pod chaser page where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. Updates. So not a ton of news for this week. I've only got actually four things on my list here. We're going to start with Mercari. Uh, There's an announcement that they intend to expand into virtual assets. Uh, Mercari will launch a new firm in late April to develop services that use cryptocurrencies. The company plans to eventually let users of its quote-unquote flea market app, to receive payments in crypto assets. Customers will also be able to manage such assets on the Merpay online settlement platform. Uh, This article, which I will, of course, link to in the show notes and the video description below, notes that Japanese rival Rakuten Group already allows shoppers to pay with crypto assets while foreign platforms have been offering settlement services using virtual currencies. Some critics, however, point out that the surge in the value of cryptocurrencies is a bubble that's bound to burst. Uh, security is also a concern as a number of crypto exchanges have reported thefts of customer assets. Let me know in the comments, are, do you have Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of the other various cryptocurrencies that are available? Do you Would you like to be able to use those in your business? I don't, I don't know that they're relevant for me selling $20 books. Um, But this is an interesting, I I think more and more companies are going to continue to at least add the capability of accepting cryptocurrency uh, to their platform. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, eBay announced um, on, I think Monday that UPS is announcing some rate changes that will go into effect on April 11th. So less than a week from now, some, some are going up, some are going down. It, it'll be kind of a mixed bag. Uh, essentially, the decrease could be as much as 3.5% for lighter packages that are moving shorter distances, but you could see an increase of up to 5% for heavier packages that are going further distances. So... Um, That'll be interesting to watch to see how it affects what you're doing in shipping. I think it's still probably a competitive option for the heavier items compared to USPS. Uh, How many of you use UPS versus FedEx? Let me know in the comments what you think of that and the comparable fees between the two. Uh, New rate discounts for UPS on eBay labels will now be up to 50% on UPS ground shipments, up to 66%. On UPS second day air service and up to 65% for UPS next day air services. All of those discounts are increases of from 2% to 4%. So that's pretty nice. You can take advantage of those discounted rates by conveniently printing a UPS label at your home or office from eBay Labels or downloading a QR code to be scanned at the UPS store. They have 85,000 plus drop-off locations, including the UPS store, Michael's, CVS, and advanced auto parts. I did not know that. So that's interesting news. Uh, As these rate changes go into effect, it's a good time to evaluate your delivery service options. So if you've got some big, heavy stuff that you plan to ship with UPS, once these rates go into effect, it might be a good idea to go into the shipping calculator and see if that's still the best option for you. There are several states and states' attorneys general that have reached out to online selling platforms, um, Twitter, I don't know why Twitter, but eBay and others, to ask them to prevent the sale of fake vaccination cards. Uh, I suppose we all knew (laughs) uh, that this was coming. But uh, the article says they're working to fight the unlawful sales of fake COVID-19 vaccination cards, according to a news release from the attorney general's office. Uh, They asked for Twitter, eBay and Shopify Shopify to prevent people from selling cards on this platform. There are 45 attorneys general that brought concerns about the risk of fake vaccine cards to the company CEOs in a letter. They've asked for those these platforms to monitor themselves for ads or links selling blank or fraudulently completed vaccination cards to promptly take down any ads or links that are selling those cards and to preserve the records and information about the ads and the people who are selling them. So this is kind of an ongoing concern, especially as the vaccinations ramp up and there's talk of things like, the vaccination passport to allow people to travel. And right now, the only way you can do it is to show this card. Every state, again, is handling this a little bit differently. Some of them are concurrently keeping their own records. Some of them are not. They're just handing you this card with the information on it, and it's all up to you. So this this could be a bit of a mess, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I can't imagine that any of my viewers or listeners <laughs> uh, are going to be trying to sell fraudulent COVID 19 vaccination cards, but uh, know that there are some out there who are attempting to do that. And the state's attorneys general are already trying to get out in front of it. The last thing e commerce bytes has an article managed payments continues to be a sore spot for a lot of users on eBay. And eBay has kind of fallen down in answering and or addressing those concerns. They have a a monthly Q and a session and the managed payments team has been MIA from those sessions. They are not sending a representative to answer any questions. They have also apparently stopped really interacting a great deal with the dedicated message boards, specifically for managed payments Uh, The article says it's surprisingly how openly eBay has acknowledged its customer service shortcomings with regard to managed payments, given the seriousness of processing and holding people's monies. Last summer, eBay said sellers were waiting as long as six hours for phone support. Uh, In the Q&A session, a seller asked why eBay never made available someone from the managed payments team. That question did not get answered. Another participant asked why the payments team had stopped responding to tags on discussion boards threads. Apparently this tagging them was one way to get them to actually look at and answer the question. Uh, They have essentially stopped doing that. The response from the moderator was the team let us know. They are focusing on proactive pinned posts for now, as they don't currently have the bandwidth to reply to tags on the boards regularly. So we should see more pinned posts on the payments board going forward. So essentially they're at this point, ignoring, most user questions regarding this. Uh, the payments board, to their credit, does have some posts pinned to the top with topics including payouts and 1099 information, but there are no responses from the eBay staff in any of the seller generated threads on the first whole page of that board. The question also came up, and this was something I talked about. Man, it's probably been a couple of months ago. eBay did an update to the managed payments dashboard. And one of the things I complained about was the fact that they took the grand total amount off of that screen. They tell you what you've got in pending and they tell you what you've got in available funds, but they don't tell you what the total is. So you gotta, if you wanna balance your books on anything like a regular basis, you gotta take an extra step now to get to that number. It seems nonsensical that they took that away. And there was someone on this Q&A, who said the same thing, quote, we need the ability to see our total and managed payments on the payment summary screen. The last update took that ability away, and I'm not sure why or how eBay thought that was a good enhancement in the first place, but we need it back. It has been weeks now since it was taken away, long enough for a logical person, would think, to be able to bring it back. So what's the holdup? Does eBay believe this is information we don't need, and if so, why? The moderator replied, I wish I had insight into the reason behind this change. I'll get your feedback shared. And if I hear back, (laughs) uh, I will update you. So this seems like really just a a gross oversight. I mean, if you go to your, your credit card company or your bank company, you can see right away on the main screen what your available total balance is. And the way managed payments is currently set up, that is not the case. And it just frankly doesn't make any sense. So let me know what you think of that. If you're on managed payments, has that been troublesome for you? How often are you balancing your books? I do mine essentially every day. That way, if there is a mistake or something that I've missed, I can catch it right away, not days and or weeks later, where it's much, much harder, given hundreds of transactions, to find out where there was an error. So let me know what you're doing in uh, your bookkeeping, which I've talked about several times on this podcast which i think is really important so with that that is the news that is the show thank you as always for stopping by if you'd like to support the channel in any way there are a whole mess of affiliate links in the description below feel free to buy yourself some galaxy cds swag or uh, just make a donation to the channel or do me one huge favor and give this video a thumbs up that's a big help I am 20, as of recording this, 24 subscribers away from 500. I would really like to get, I'd really like to get thousands. (laughs) Uh, But it seems to be a pretty slow roll for some reason, but uh, I'd really like to get to 500. So if you're viewing this for the first time and you are not a subscriber, please feel free to subscribe, share this with other like-minded resellers. And in the meantime, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys.